Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Secondhand Collective podcast. My name is Stephanie. And I'm Evan. And this is a podcast by two people that met on Poshmark and discovered that Poshmark gives you a lot of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. We, we like started talking about Poshmark last March at the Posh Fest. Or not Posh Fest. Oh my god, I forgot that's where we met. Yeah, at like the Poshmark live event. And we kind of never stopped. (laughs) Man. Yeah. Good times. Isn't that crazy? I remember that. Like, (sighs) I remember being so nervous to meet you and Jordan. Because you're like, like a power couple to some extent. And I remember texting you and being like, oh, you're at the coffee shop right across the street from my house. And you were like, yeah, I love it. And I was like, okay, but I thought you'd be like, next time you should come down or something. (laughs) (laughs) Although you might have said it and I just projected my insecurities on you. Or I just didn't want to be like annoying and be like, hi, come be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, either way, it worked out. Yeah. It's totally this this podcast now. Um. In our last episode, which was the first episode of our new season, thanks to a six-month hiatus, spontaneously, um, (laughs) I don't know, I almost said spontaneously placed on us, but that came about abruptly um, Mm -hmm. thanks to the coronavirus that Evan thought was not going to be a big deal, and... (laughs) I was really hoping I could, like, manifest it, you know? I mean, kudos. <laughs> I'm still trying every day. Evan's like, it's really not that big of a deal. Please stop talking about it. I will be a, I will be the reason that this virus ends. <laughs> um, yeah, but we're back for our second season. And we had talked about how we kind of didn't know where this was going to go. Like... We felt like how we were doing it was cool, but like maybe it was time for chapter two. And part of what that is has been like what we've been doing in the meantime since everything paused for the most part. And we got to talk about what we've been doing. And in this time, Really before it, but it's kind of picked up speed for Evan. In this time, Evan has started, um, not just started, how would you say? Worked on? Created? <laughs> um, birthed? <laughs> anyway, all those things. <laughs> A home decor uh, line, store. I don't know why words are really hard for me right now. Um, I just want to make sure I'm saying the correct thing. A um, company. Yeah, business. A business that mm. is selling up home decor made from upcycled Pendleton fabric. Yes. That, you know, people always say you need to have like your elevator speech so that like if someone said, oh, what do you do? And, and you only had from like floor one to four you'd be able to tell them I would suck at it because I'd be like pressing the close button and I'd be like, oh, that's, that's not what I meant to say <laughs> um anyway I'm 
personally super proud of Evan. I've already told her this, but I am just, Evan and I are both the kind of people who like to quit things. So the fact that number one, we're pushing through and trying to keep going strong on this podcast is a big deal. And number two, the fact that in a very rough time, Evan has launched this business is super impressive to me. And I thought, we should talk about it. Don't you yeah. think? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> why not? <laughs> You're like, oh, that's why I'm having this Let's talk about me. <laughs> yeah. So Evan's home decor business is called Mindful Renewal Home. Mindful Renewal is her Poshmark username. And is that, did you just not want to come up with a new name? I'd like to think of Mindful Newell as just, that's just like my, that's my business, you know, and then I've got little subsections. Mm. And so it's like, I felt, I felt like if I started a whole new thing that, you know, maybe the people that knew of me before, like, I just wanted it to connect, you know, Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be like a little just another little branch of it because it's kind yeah. of, you know, that it's the same vibe of, you know, trying to keep things, um, you know, like uh, upcycled or what's the word, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, renewing uh, it very mindfully. Yes. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh my God. And, and as we were talking, I was like, oh yeah, that's also your Instagram name. So like yeah. that total sense. I, literally don't know why I didn't think about that until you're talking and I was like oh yeah her Instagram yeah yeah basically I am I am mindful renewal so anything I do is pretty much under that umbrella yeah no that it's totally that makes sense like I know a lot of bloggers who like get married but won't change their name publicly Mm -hmm. because they're known as that other name right so yeah. Um, anyway, let's go back to you, not other bloggers. So, it's just said so, so many times. We had previously talked about this on our podcast last season. That sounds so on purpose, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had mentioned that it was something you were starting to do because I think the last – I went – we went to Jordan's – Barn sale. Okay. So we have a, f- a friend named Jordan. She's mostly Evan's friend. She's like 97% Evan's friend and like 3% my friend. When you- it's only because it's hard to get three people together to hang out. Two and people now- is so much more manageable. And now there's coronavirus. So yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not even mad about it. I'm just saying it because I feel like when someone says our friend, it sounds pretty like oh, there's a third party, and I'm like, nah, I'm the third wheel, and I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to say that. I'm not – it's not passive-aggressive. Anyway, she has a barn and sells stuff out of it every quarter, like does a big barn sale. Mm-hmm. And we went to the the really cold one where Madeline was born. She was already alive. Oh, Christmas. Is that winter? Yeah. Was it Christmas, yeah, winter? Winter, Christmas, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've actually unpacked our Christmas stuff, and I 
pulled out this like mason jar snow globe thingy. I remember I was like, that. It's like from Jordan's barn sale. <laughs> That's so sweet. But you were selling them there. Yeah, that was the first time that I was selling them. So it's been a year. Yeah. How sweet. Yeah, it has. Yeah, which is great. So prior to that, how long had you been thinking of this? Like, how did you come across this idea? Why Pendleton Fabric? Um, Sorry, that I, was three questions. No, it's One totally of them was fine. left field, but. <laughs> um, I had not thought about it at all. I, um, it started because I had asked Jordan, have you ever thought of reupholstering some of the furniture that you find? Um, Because she sells mainly like vintage um, items. And she was just like, that sounds cool. But no, I would never do that just because (laughs) I'm not one to do that. And I said, if I did it, would like you want to sell it? And she was like, yeah, go for it. And um, so that's how it started was just me wanting to reupholster some furniture. I chose Pendleton fabric because I like Pendleton's fabric. I like their designs. And we have um, one of the mills here in Washougal. Um, so I don't know. It it seems kind of like it's a cool local thing for me. And um, I like just them as a company. And I just like them. And, you know, I feel like Pendleton's got a decent following. And I wanted to be able to have the look of Pendleton without completely breaking the bank. So, you know, I feel like, yes, they are more pricey than, like, Target brand pillows. But, you know, you are paying for... (laughs) how much it costs to buy fabric so (laughs) and your time and you know yeah I think what got me really we had a conversation about this prior and what kind of clicked for me was because Evan and I are totally different and the look of Pendleton is just not my jam at all to the point where it kind of pains me because I want to be able to support Evan and be like look at this cool pillow but literally anybody that knows me would be like you are phony you would never <laughs> buy that from someone if it wasn't Evan but I do love Lily Pulitzer mm-hmm. and their stuff is so spendy so I can understand if someone were to be like hey there's a Lily Pulitzer outlet that sells fabric <laughs> which they never <laughs> would um, and then like started making home goods that were Yes, expensive, but way more affordable than if it was actually Lily Pulitzer branded. So right. once I understood that, I was like, okay, gotcha. Like I get I get the appeal. I get why I get why so specific. Um, it makes a lot of sense to me. And I think it's really cool. And every time I see one, I just am like, man, I need to buy a log cabin somewhere. <laughs> because then I could just like all the decoration can be Evan's stuff. It would make sense. Yeah, but not here. <laughs> no, it just it wouldn't vibe with your pink couch. Nah, but that's okay. That's okay. So, 
Okay, so let's let's jump back in time seven months ish. What happened that made you go, okay, I'm gonna go really all in? And do you think that you would have done that anyway if life was just kind of going on as normal? Or actually, maybe let me reverse the questions. Would you have done that if life was going on as normal? And if not, what happened? I would have wanted to um, do that, but I don't think I would have. I don't. I don't think I'm not great with like time management, or you know, <laughs> goal setting or anything like that. So I think if I didn't have like months on end where I literally needed something to do so I didn't go crazy I don't think I would have gotten around to it or if I did it would have been this like long painful process of just like pulling teeth to get me to do it mm-hmm. um but I it, I had a couple sales at I think it was only two barn sales that I was able to sell at and then Jordan ended up doing a barn sale um, online once the lockdown happened. And like I started making, um, I had the pillows, but then I started making the wall hangings as well. And everything that I had sold out. And after that point, she was just like, you need, (laughs) you need to make like a website because this is like, this could be a real thing. And so I kind of was like, I have literally nothing else to do. Let's just go for it. And this would be like the only way I could really sell stuff besides her barn sales um, at this moment in time, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel like there have been a few people I know that have had really good, like, well, because everything paused, something really good happened, whereas a lot of us are I say us but a lot of people I say Mm -hmm. us as humanity a lot of people are like man this year sucked this year's awful and it has been challenging and for some people it straight up has sucked but I think for some people it's like wow this is like creating opportunity giving me the mental space like just forcing me to do something new and something different because why not like what else am I doing? Or yeah. Whatever. <laughs> the world is literally ending. You might as well take a chance. I know. You might as well <laughs> just sell some Pendleton covered pillows. Just go crazy. Um, what is your favorite thing to make slash sell? Um, I think my favorite to make is the wall hangings because they're I feel like I get to be more creative with those. Um, With the pillows, it's kind of like the fabrics, you know, I'm just doing it to show off the fabric. So it's pretty self-explanatory. Sometimes I go a little crazy and I do a little design. But, you know, the wall hangings, that's more like my design. Um, So I really like those. And they're very, like, it's, like, therapeutic to make them. Whereas sewing pillows, I'm just, like, Ugh. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, I, I really hate 
him, but <laughs> I don't so. So I'm like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And uh-huh. you could literally be describing. Well, that's not true. I was gonna say you could be describing an open heart surgery, and then I was like, no, I've watched Grey's Anatomy, so I kind of know what happens. For your, you got it. I mean, <laughs> so what has been the okay? Again, I'm so proud of you. I just want to say that. Like, thank you. So proud. Um, I don't know why I felt the need just to like throw that in there. <laughs> what has been the hardest part about launching your own business? Not, and then, yeah, I was going to say in coronavirus time, but then you don't know what it would be like without it. So just what's right. been the hardest part? I think the hardest part, um, I think it's two things, we'll say. One is just, like, not really believing that, like, the items I made were worth people buying them. Mm. You know, because, like, I would see, um, you know, other people that sell panels and pillows online. And they're, I feel like they're more skilled than I am. Like, I'm pretty much self-taught like when it comes to sewing um and my pillows are pretty simple like I don't do zippers or anything like that um so I kind of was like oh like all these other people they look like professional pillows and I just don't know if mine are that good and so kind of just like you know stopping the self-doubt and just putting it out there and if they suck, like, I'll find out very quickly if they suck, you know? <laughs> Get all the returns. <laughs> yeah. And, like, people, they have really liked them. It was so sweet. I thought I did a pop-up um, a sale thing in person, uh, like, last month, and you went to it. And there was these two ladies that came, and they were, like, friends, and they follow me on Instagram, and they're, like, obsessed with the stuff I make like they really like Pendleton and they were just like oh my god like it's so cool like your pillows are so beautiful like the wall hangings blah 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 and I was just like ah, thanks <laughs> it was like really hard for me to like accept their compliments but it, it was just really cool to like meet some people and and see them and I've had like a couple return customers through my website now um I had our one of our local newspapers interviewed me about my business and it's just like it's really cool to like have all of this like validation that what I'm doing is like good (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah um so it kind of helps and it makes me want to like do more when I like you know have those positive reactions to what I'm doing so. Yeah. Do you sell your stuff on Poshmark? I don't. But I've been thinking if I like wanted to do like if I just had some stuff that was like sitting around for a while, like just throwing it on there and seeing what happens. Yeah. Why don't you? Um, I kind of I didn't want to have Poshmark like in charge of my stuff 
Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to deal with – like, one, I didn't want to have to deal with people sending offers or, like, trying to haggle me on the price because I'm like, no, this is not something that I just found at, like, the bins or whatever. This is something mm-hmm. that has taken me a while to make. Um, so I didn't I didn't want that type of vibe with these items. And then I also didn't want Poshmark to be, like, allowing returns for whatever yeah. reason or – I just I wanted to be in charge of this and I'm I'm so glad that I am because I feel like I use Shopify for my website and you're able to just have so much freedom in what you do like there's <laughs> there's not really that many limits to it so having that is just a lot easier and um yeah it's like yours it's not it's not that you have a space on another platform you have your own website your own Mm -hmm. which I mean there are some disadvantages to that because like if I was selling through Poshmark and someone was looking for home decor it would probably pop up but you know with my website they have to find my Instagram or somehow get introduced to my website and I'm not cool enough to like show up at the top of Google searches, you know? Um, So it is like a little bit harder to get the traffic there, but I'd rather have to, you know, have that build up over time than have Poshmark in charge of how I run this business. Yeah. And it's hard to get traffic on Poshmark too. Like just being, you know, yeah. So that's same problem, just different. Like this is not the same, but when we I was in Nashville when just when I saw this apartment on Zillow or whatever, and I was like, Justin, go look at it. I wanna live there. And Justin called and was like, I don't know. Parking could be bad. And then I was like, Well, if we live in an apartment complex, the parking is gonna be bad. So it's like we live here in this beautiful apartment in the heart of downtown Camas and have to deal with two-hour parking limits, which they do ticket you $15 for, even if you're pregnant and even if there's a government lockdown. (laughs) Anyway, I'm just saying. You're not bitter. (laughs) Nah, not at all. Um. But then it's like, or you live in an apartment complex where every apartment has four cars and one assigned parking spot. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't know, it still is a parking problem. You just look at the two and go, well, which one do I want to deal with? Like, yeah. Which one is better Yeah. for me or whatever? Yeah. And, and with this business, you know, once COVID chills out a bit, I, I think that a lot of the potential to make money is going to be in selling at like um markets Mm -hmm. you know like in person and if I was selling on Poshmark I mean I could still do it but at least with like Shopify you know I can everything's right there I can sell in person through them you know oh that's cool um yeah so I don't know I just wanted to like spread my wings and fly away from Poshmark for a bit (laughs) well this is something we we talk about and I believe we've talked about before, um, just kind of the the kind of people who are drawn to use Poshmark as a an income 
an income generator and not just like, yes, like as a side hustle, but not, uh, a, I feel like a side hustle is just something you do to like accomplish side goals to some extent mm-hmm. or to help you accomplish a big goal and then drop off as opposed to, um, and it might start as a side hustle, but people that say, you know, I love this thing. This thing is working. I want to build it. I want to grow. I want to expand. I like the opportunities. I like the creativity or whatever. And I think from what I've seen that Poshmark really caters to people that have like some form of kind of mental health issues, whether it's anxiety or depression, um, I mean, there's a lot of mental health issues. Those are just the two that I personally really struggle with. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like speaking from experience. I'm like, <laughs> so I struggle with. Um, also, like, just kind of knowing that you're worth, that you have more potential than maybe a nine-to-five job where you're making minimum wage and not going anywhere. Um, people with, like, physical limitations that maybe couldn't work a traditional nine-to-five. Um And I think that's a very empowering thing. Like once you get a taste of being able to do your own thing, it like allows you to kind of like branch out and do other things that are your own thing. But it's like a, almost like a trial period where it's like Poshmark kind of has this platform in place that keeps you safe and protected. And then you go, wow, this is really great. I bet I could do this other thing. And I'm going to try it without that Poshmark, like, right. safety net to some extent. Um, and I feel like we've seen a lot of people doing that in the past couple of months. Just needing extra income, having the extra time. And, yeah, I I feel like I can relate to you. Mine is, I'm going to tell you this, this is like, a, it's not a secret, I really want to start a YouTube channel. Like, I know. You'd think it'd be that easy, but you know me. (laughs) I can create problems and uh, barriers. Drag your feet the whole way. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, listen, I'll do this thing I want, but I'm going to do it kicking and screaming and fighting. (laughs) But I, I don't know. I just think there's so much freedom. And for a lot of people, especially who are resellers, you're like, Like, when I talk to people and I'm like, listen, I literally sell people's garbage. Like, people don't want this. It has no use to them. No value. They can't even sell it at a Goodwill store. Probably because it's overpriced. But I digress. Mm -hmm. And I go, okay, well, before you send it into a landfill, let me take some of these items and sell them and buy my baby's diapers because of it. Like... (laughs) It's just crazy. And yeah, I think that it kind of get gives you a taste of like what you could do. So Yeah, it it opens I feel like it it gets you thinking of all these other opportunities that you could have. Cause like you said, it's kind of weird that we sell people's trash and it's kind yeah. of like wait, what's another thing that we can do? It's kind of like weird like this, but it could still work. Um, yeah. And it, it, you just get kind of creative and just thinking like, oh, well, I can – I have this talent. Like, could I 
make money off of that or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Um, but I think it's cool because I feel like I feel like maybe I don't want to say like our generation or maybe the generation what is it younger Hello? than us? Gen Z. Z. I think they're Z. I don't know. I feel like our generation and their generation is they're not we're not wanting to do the traditional mm-hmm. as much anymore. At least people that I know. Yeah. And I would say too, people that are creatives or again have had that taste, like my friend. And I, I'm this conversation was a while ago, so I don't want to say this is how he still feels. Not that anybody's gonna go like fact check this or anything. What's his name? I wanna um, know. Do I, I'll just identify him by a social security number if you're okay with that. Yes, thank you. <laughs> but my friend is a musician and he has kids and he was talking about how he... Um, I, I've seen him go from like really struggling financially to doing really well and not just... It wasn't a windfall of like good events. They just made some really tough, smart decisions And, you know, he hit a point where he thought, like, crap, I'm going to have to get a real job. Like, I can't do this music thing. Made those hard decisions, and that's now what he does. And with his money, because he knows, like, it comes and it can go, he, you know, he put stuff aside. And he was saying that he put stuff aside for his girl's college education. And he said, or hopefully it's not just for college, but it's for, like, them starting their own business or something. And... I think that we are kind of this generation of people are the ones that are going like, wait a minute, the nine to five, like we're watching our parents burned out on it. My mom every day hates her job. She's like less than a year away from retirement and she just can't wait to be done with her job. And I'm like, that's so miserable. I'm always like, mom, listen, I wish I could work. Like if I could work every single day, I would wake up and work all day long, even when I make zero dollars, because I love it so much. And I think it's so fun. And it's a totally different experience knowing that like my earning potential, the sky is the limit. It's Mm -hmm. all about like what I can put in, what I can find, what I can add to what I'm doing. And it's very, very empowering. I think especially I'm about to maybe go off on something that especially as women who um, historically have been told that our place is in the house. um, I think being able to be like, oh, okay, well, I'll go ahead and take my place in the house and watch me make some money. (laughs) Like like, uh, the Beyonce song, you know, strong enough to bear the children, then get back to business, you know, like (laughs) just – I don't know. I think it's a very empowering thing as women, especially um, just to be able to like take ownership of our time and have the freedom to be home with our kids if we need to be, if we want to be. Um, Not everybody wants to spend all day with their children and there's nothing wrong with that. I see my friends that are like, I have a friend that's a lawyer and I'm like, man, she loves being a lawyer. That's so cool. I'm like, I would hate that. I would hate being a lawyer. I would hate being, <laughs> like, I went through all the things I'd hate being. And I'm like, what I really want to do is sell people's garbage on the internet. 
and be able to you make just my want a simple money. life. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I just want a garage full of junk <laughs> that people pay for. Yeah, that's it. But do you have any anyway? Do you have any advice for anybody that maybe is like teetering on the the edge of like I kind of want to start my own thing, but I don't know. I mean, it's kind of cliche, I guess, but you just got to do it. Like, you're never going to feel ready. You're never going to feel, like, good enough or whatever. Like, you're always going to have those doubts, but you just have to try it. And, like, when I first <clears throat> when I first launched my website, you know, I, I had had really good success with Jordan's barn sales. And I was like, well, you know, like, she's promoting my website. It's I'm going to be sold out first day <laughs> I made zero sales <laughs> I was so depressed that keeping you humble it was so good and yeah so <clears throat> I was like super discouraged but you know sales started coming in my second collection did really well it, you just you know and no one is really watching I think that that's mm. a big thing is like I was like, oh, my God, people are going to know that I still have items sitting here. And I was like, honestly, if someone's watching you that closely, you probably have bigger issues coming your way. <laughs> you need a restraining order. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, you're your harshest critic. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't paying attention like that. And, you know, I'm like you said, like we're really good at quitting. I never used to like try anything and now I'm just like I might as well Mm. and it's you know it's been fun I've been you know just finding out that I'm capable of things that I never thought I would be capable of yeah so just get out there and do it (laughs) yeah that's that's literally I feel like I was looking through my Instagram stories the other day because, you know, what do we do when we're procrastinating all the things we should be doing? Mm -hmm. We are contributing to the listens on our podcast by re-listening to our entire podcast. I kept seeing those numbers go up this week. (laughs) And I was like, wow, we're doing really good. And I was like, ugh. Nope, it's probably just Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, looking at our Instagram stories, like our highlights or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I found a highlight that was just like, you know, some people have asked me about, you know, how how to start selling on Poshmark. And it's like, look, I can give you 10 tips, but literally the only one that you need to know is just start freaking doing it. Like, yeah do it now. And I think it's so easy to say about like the one thing I've ever done and stuck with. <laughs> and it's hard to like apply that to, to other stuff, but it really is at the end of the day, like just do it, do it wrong. Do it willing to learn. Yeah. Do it scared. All those other like cliche Pinterest quotes <laughs> that Evan will soon make into Pendleton wall hangings. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get some Pendleton yarn and start reading. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, where is your – what is the name of your website if anybody has gotten this far and is like, man, I just got to get my hands on this? 
Um, my website is mindfulrenewalhome.com. Excellent. And cool. if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's just mindfulrenewal. And the link is in my bio. <laughs> well, you can access the link without following her, just saying. Don't tell them that. <laughs> the link in her bio only works. It's this crazy thing she has. Only works if you follow her. <laughs> and speaking of Instagram, you can find our podcast Instagram at the SHC podcast on Instagram, Facebook. We have a group that we barely have done anything with. But thank you to the two other people who have joined it. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that about right? There's two other people. Is that um, us? I didn't even know there was that many. I thought it was just us. <laughs> I thought we were just talking to each other in the group. <laughs> we didn't even talk to each other in there. That's the funny part. So we have a group that we're hoping enough people will go in that we don't have to do anything with. That's a joke. But anyway, we're on all the social media. Um, you can rate, review, subscribe to our podcast on all the places you listen to podcasts. Give five stars for Justin. Mm-hmm. He just texted me. He's going to sleep because... It's too late for him, I guess. (laughs) And yeah, we're so excited to be back doing this. And yeah, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.